Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Ha ha. Ha How do you like that? I thought that was outstanding. Did you really? I kind of got a sense you didn't think it was that great, but you feel like you need to say that because you are under the impression that I have some kind of power over your career. That's my read. No. No, I like. I think that opening bed that we play just gets me in the right mood, and then you're kind really? of ad-libbing over it, just ties it all together in a beautiful little package. Uh, defense, doggies, defense. Wonderful win on Saturday. Taylor Twelman with us for Tuesdays with Twelman, talking with Taylor, talking with Twelman. You nailed it on the third one. Third time's right. a charm. I'm just a big alliteration guy. Yeah. That's at 1030. A lot of cardinal discussion, as you might imagine, in our magical hour. But here's something I want to ask you, and I've been waiting to do it. I get <laughs> the sense that you're down, and I want to know what's going on with you. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. You're upset about the Celtics. No, I would have liked them to win. I really want to see JT. You're uh, upset about the Royals coming in here because of this huge rivalry between Kansas City and St. Louis. I'm upset the Cardinals lost and in okay. the fashion that they did. That doesn't really have me down. Did no. you like shoot a 91 or something this weekend? Probably around there. Oh, no, really? Where? Yeah. Uh, I said I would stop. Probably Far Oaks. Uh, no, I played pretty well there. Uh, I said I would take a quick break from golf and play three rounds this weekend. So You played three rounds this weekend after yeah. you retired? Well, you semi-retirement, yeah. So just keeps bringing me back in, Tim. I understand. I um, understand. But no, no I'm, I, I don't think I'm that down. I might be. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, it just this isn't, you're, you're the happy little lark boy, they say here at Hubbard. They say, oh, happy little lark boys in the hallway. And yeah. I know you're talking about Jackson. Yeah, yeah, happy. I usually wear a name tag that says happy, happy little, little lark, lark boy. boy. And yeah. then I thought, oh, something's wrong with Jackson. So the best way, if you're really concerned about somebody, is to catch them off guard and ask about it on the air. Yeah. This is, they call it shock therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Usually I, I spring out of bed, you know, chipper as the day is long. What time did you get out of bed today? 5.22. Wow. Yeah. So That's kind of late. And I, I, I get ready pretty quickly. I, I, I'm kind of ready out of bed. I shower. That's the, that's the magic of thinning hair. Boy, is it ever. Uh, usually it's just throw on a cap, but uh, I let it ride today. Um, but I shower in the, at, at, in the evening, mm. so it's not like I have to get up like and a child shower. does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I take a bath, actually. I take, oh, you ran a bath last yeah, night? I draw, I, draw, I, I draw, yeah, a draw a bath. I draw a bath. And you draw a bath. At halftime, and I bring my little television set into the <laughs> into the bathroom, which is a dangerous play, yeah. I'll be honest with uh, you. Risk reward. But uh, So I can watch the halftime show. And I get right back out there. I was worried. I was. I didn't know what time I because I've been on Pacific time here the last few days. Mm-hmm. And so when I rolled over, you know, at forty six, your prostate is a harsh mistress. 
at 25, I can tell you, it can be harsh. And, uh, you know, boy, it could be one in the morning and I could be doomed here because I'm right. on Pacific time. Yeah, right, right, right. And it was 5.17. I go, oh, my God, I slept in? This is wonderful. That is wonderful. I'm raring to go. Yeah. I got TMA at 7 a.m., yep. 7.07. And I got balloon party at 10 o'clock, and I get to see the happy little lark boy. <laughs> and I know he'll be down because the Celtics lost, but we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get an expanded Lil Piddles weekend wrap-up. Yep. I'll talk it over with Taylor Twelman about the Dowgies. What a wonderful day with the weather being glorious here in the St. Louis area. And then I come in, and your dauber's down. And I think, <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong? I don't know. I just, I, you know what I'm going to do? Did you lose money or something? No, no. I'm going to pick up the energy. I'm just going to, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up my energy. I want to, I want, this is now, uh, we're kind of into the summer. After Memorial Day, it's This like, is summertime. Summertime is officially upon. That's my favorite time of the year. Amen. I'm going to be, I'm going to be chipper. I'm going to be the happy little arc boy once nice. again. All right. And Here even we go. Not, Here if, we go. Here we go. Even if I'm not feeling it, I can compartmentalize and I can fire it all, on all cylinders. Okay. Well, there you go. Now it's all working. There we go. It was like uh, Kurt Russell. Miracle. Good? Yeah. Good. Oh, not real good, though. Wow. I wouldn't put it in my pantheon of sports movies. What's in your pantheon, bro? I like Bull Durham a lot. I like Moneyball. I like Raging Bull, even though it's not one you know necessarily fire up. Mm. Um, but I think it's incredible. I think. Uh, uh, would you consider Rounders a sports movie? No, oh, because then it'll get into like his poker a sport debate, which I'm just. But I think it follows like sport movie tropes, so I, I kind of feel like it's. You in, use the word trope and you lose me. I, I feel like it has a lot of the same themes as sports movies, so I'm going to put it in there. I'm going to put Rounders in there as a sports okay, movie. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I spent a whole weekend in Las Vegas, and I wasn't even tempted to play a hand really? of poker. I didn't bet. Wow. Not even like throw five in roulette? Wouldn't even. There, there, I, I got up early yesterday morning before we flew. My wife was still asleep, and I'm like, is it you or no? The Plowhawk has the buddy who plays video poker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go down there and just put in an exorbitant amount of money, <laughs> like for real, like an exorbitant amount of money. And just go screw it and play deuces wild and just see if I can hit. And if I lose, I go in knowing I'm going to lose it. But then I went back to bed and didn't do it. But, uh, probably the right move. Probably the positive EV strategy. Um, on the program today, Taylor Twellman will join us at around 10.35 with the Doggies with the win on Saturday. Doggies on a heater. Uh, we'll talk it over with uh, Taylor, and we'll take your text as well on the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. And, of course, Little Piddle's extended weekend wrap-up after a three-day weekend. Uh, we were off on Friday, had Jay Randolph Jr.'s memorial service on Thursday night, and then I flew to Las Vegas on Friday. Uh, I know this is uh, very relatable, but I'm playing in two member guest tournaments two of the next three weeks. You can text in your thoughts on that. <laughs> 314-399-9646. Which member guests are you playing? 314-399-9646. Uh, so I will not be here uh, later this week. Jackson, is it, is it finally time? That would actually Friday would be the day after game one of the finals, so I'd be I'd be ready so to go. So you're willing to do it? Well, listen, I, I saw Mike Ryder's schedule and it didn't include you on there, and I was mad as a hornet. What I do, Tim, is I sit in the bullpen. I keep uh, I keep ice and heat on my arm. Shout out to uh, Daniel Stern. Is that his name's character in uh, in uh, Rookie of the Year? He's I, also the voice of Kevin Arnold in the Wonder Years. Yeah, and one half of the. Uh, 
the this was it the sticky bandits or the wet bandits in uh, Home Alone. Uh, you are thinking of the Stooky Brothers from White Men Can't Jump, which they just remade with Jack Harlow, full circle. And uh, was it good? I, or haven't, bad? I haven't seen it yet. I can only imagine it's bad, but um. <laughs> Because uh, the first one is like this, Rosie Perez, the Stooky Brothers, wonderful. Yeah, Rosie Perez, better second half of her career than first half. Uh, ice and heat on the arm in the bullpen, and I'm just I'm just ready to go. I'm, just, right. I'm just ready to get. I'm just ready. If I don't get called in, you know, I'm not going to go to the press and complain. But just know but yet you're complaining on the air, right? No, now. no. I just know I'm in the bullpen. Like I'm there. Like, I'm I think the there. fact that you won't do the show when I'm off calls more attention to me taking off because I don't feel like I take a lot of time off, mm-hmm. but there is a lot in our Air Comfort Service text line of anger. <laughs> now, yep. there always is anger in here, but there's a there's more, and I guess it's because I don't take off a TMA, but I take off of balloon party. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? I think that if you're looking to cause less attention to you being out, me being <laughs> doing the show by myself would be the antithesis of what you want. <laughs> I think more Randy, Carrie, and Brooke is exactly what you well, want if you want to go a little under right on it. If you want to draw a lot of attention, put the happy lark boy on his <laughs> own his show bullpen. just by himself for an hour. <laughs> for NBA talk. And see how those Facebook Fresh DMs off of look. A, a week in which the Cardinals have the random two days off. Blues, not exactly active at the moment either. So it really would be. Uh, I'm, but that's like when I would shine. I, that's why I want you to have the chance. When there's not like no like actual relevant sports to talk about, that's when that's I when you shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Mm-hmm. The Fastlane and the Rizzuto Show will shine bright like a diamond. Uh, they're squaring off once again in a softball home run derby hosted by the O'Fallon Hoots. Uh, join us this Saturday, June third, at Car Shield Field in O'Fallon, Missouri, for the Fastlane versus Riz Show home run derby, brought to you by Swiss Air Heating and Cooling and complete auto body and repair. There will be a fast-pitch MLB alumni home run derby later that night featuring Andrew Jones, Mike Matheny, Scott Spezio, and Bo Hart. General admission tickets are on sale now just for $15. Uh, get all the de- details on this year's O'Fallon Hoots home run derby now at 101ESPN.com. We'll close out our first segment. Come back with the extended weekend Little Piddles weekend recap. Taylor Twelman at 1035. We probably won't get through the weekend recap, so then we'll finish it off. In the final segment, there's your map for today's balloon party driven by Munganass St. Louis Accurate on Toyota. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Yes. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN, Taylor Twelman coming up in about 18 minutes here on the program. Uh, City with a 3-1 win on Saturday and uh, a goal uh, from the one that, uh, my God, Jackson. <laughs> that was sick. That was To start the scoring nine minutes in, we'll talk it over. Uh, also, Roman Berkey, outstanding as uh, they continue to uh, make history with uh, the total points here uh, this early in the season for an expansion team. And we'll talk it over with Taylor Twelman. That's in 18 minutes. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the extended weekend wrap-up presented by the good people at the Little Piddles Corporation. Yeah. L-P-C-C. The Cardinals are wrapping up a 20-game and 20-day stretch, and based on the back half of the game on Sunday in Cleveland and the hitless eight-inning effort uh, versus Kansas City yesterday, it seems that they aren't getting there gracefully. Do you think these last few games and the effort is simply fatigue after a long stretch? Also, why are they taking two games off in the middle of the week? 
Uh, well, that's not the Cardinals' choice. Right, I'm right. that, that's uh, because uh, they were going to have an off day on Memorial Day, if uh, if my information is correct. Gotcha. And so they requested to be able to play on Memorial Day and then have the very rare Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back non-All-Star break off days. So I think when this pops up, people later this week are going to go, why are the Cardinals off two days in a row? But John Denton brought it up last week and we were talking about it. Uh, so that is uh, the reason for it. So they'll have two days off. Maybe it will be helpful. I don't know. I mean, when you know, for example, the lineup in a game in which they won against the Reds on Thursday, Miles Michaelis start uh, was certainly a day off game for some of the big boys, oh, yeah. Goldschmidt, Arenado, and, and Contreras, were all not in the starting lineup for that game. So they have been handling it. Other teams have to deal with it. I'm really surprised. I thought once they got through that stretch with the Brewers and the Dodgers, especially the pitching matchups, and they went through that stretch 5-2, and two, and then you're going up against the Reds for four and the Guardians for three and the Royals for two before you get the two days off, that they were primed to be in a spot when the two-day break rolled around that they are surging toward first place. And instead, they've regressed. Yeah, The loss on Sunday was probably more irritating than the loss yesterday just because it was so close. Yeah. And it was there, and it was Helsley blowing it. But to lose like that to former Cardinal Mike Myers, uh, to the Royals, that just that was that was really surprising. That looked like more of a fatigue game than it did Sunday, which kind of just because they had offense. I mean, they had back three straight yeah, back home runs, me, yeah. and that was great. Um, probably should have walked Ramirez on Sunday. Right. Got to Josh Bell, you know, well, the base is always tough, but you don't want to pitch to Ramirez, and obviously we saw what happened, results-oriented. We are not. Uh, I don't right. know why yeah, I talked like Yoda also. there for a second. But uh, moving on, given the injuries in the outfield with Carlson out, Tyrone O'Neill dealing with a lingering back injury, and Lars Newbar leaving Monday's game, although Newbar said that seemed precautionary, uh, do you think the door is open for Jordan Walker to make his return after a recent run of success in Memphis? Do you think the Cardinals will make this move? Well, the great Ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch wrote a column about that this morning, and uh, Ali Marmol was asked about it, and uh, and this is what he had to say. And if you could get the Jordan Walker sound ready, yep. I'm going to weave, but I'm going to buy a little time because I didn't call for it uh, earlier um, but Jordan Walker spoke with the Memphis TV station, and this certainly was eye-opening with what he had to say. But here is what Ali Marmola had to say uh, regarding Walker coming back up. It's a bigger discussion as far as the return. Our hope the whole time is to get him back here, but there is part of this where you want to make sure he has real success before doing that. Well, considering who is playing for the Cardinals, the health of the Cardinals, and the outfield in general— you could certainly make a case that now would be a great time to do it. At the same time, it's not like Walker is going off down at Memphis. His numbers have improved, but he's still hitting. It's either 227 or 237. His power numbers still are not glorious. Um, But here's something. The news to me isn't necessarily Walker potentially being on the verge of coming back. I don't know if that's that's accurate so much as it's just fans and media talking about it. This is what's newsworthy. Jordan Walker was asked about going down to Memphis and what initially was the instruction of start working on your launch angle and hitting the ball in the air. Well, he did do that. And then, as you'll hear in this soundbite, he then chose 
not to do it anymore. Take a listen. I kind of went back to what I was doing before. Um, I was told to start hitting the ball in the air, and that kind of got to me a little bit about trying to force the ball in the air a little bit too much. Um, and I forced myself to do things that I usually don't do. So right now I'm not too worried about getting the ball in the air more, and I'm starting to drive the ball a lot better now. So I think it's just, you know, being more relaxed and not thinking about it at the plate. There's no point if I try and hit the ball in the air if I'm not hitting the ball at all, you know? So I might as well hit the ball hard, and if it's on the ground, it's on the ground. I'm trying to, you know, find a hole, maybe drive run in, and then I feel like as I go through the season, it's going to get more in the air just like it did last year. So I just have to trust myself and trust how my swing's been, you know, the past three years I've been in the organization, and that's just what I have faith in. There it is, Jordan Walker just going, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. It worked before, and so he has called an audible and doing his own thing at Memphis. Yeah. Doesn't care about hitting in the air. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think to me, and this is going to be classic sports guy equating his weak athleticism to a Uh-oh. major leaguer's Ladies athleticism. Ladies and a little peek behind the curtain of Jackson Burkett's career at Ladue High School. No, this is actually, I'm going to equate it to golf. But oh. as you know, Tim, like you can't go up to a golf ball and have eight different swing thoughts in your head. I, I prefer one, yeah. maybe two. At most, you know, you can't really think about too much. And so if you're a baseball player, you know, hitting a baseball might be the most difficult thing to do in sports, especially at that level. And so if you go in there with, oh, I got to get this ball in the air, it's, it can just mess you up, it can mess up your process. And baseball is such a process sport. And so you got to go up there, and the name of the game is hitting it where they ain't. And if that's going to be on the ground, if that's going to be in the air, it doesn't matter. He's absolutely right. If you're not going to hit at all, it doesn't matter if you're hitting on the ground or up in the air. If you're just not hitting, you're not hitting. So go up there with a clear head and do what you do. I mean, 20 years old, I wouldn't want to get in his head, and I'm glad to hear that he's kind of just going out there and just trying to get better, not necessarily worried about getting the ball up in the air or on the ground. Yeah, he is uh, making a change on his own, and uh, and I'm anxious to see how it goes with him uh, saying, you know what? I'm not worried. If they want me to hit it in the air, they're welcome to want that, but this is my career, and this is what I think is going to work best. So I'd be curious what the conversations are like in the Cardinal front office and the uh, people down in Memphis and Jordan Walker with him bailing on the whole reason why they (laughs) sent him down there, especially with the outfield is uh, beat up as it is right now and still not not producing. Uh, Question three, sir. Question three kind of deals with the uh, with the Jordan Walker thing and uh, kind of following up on that exact soundbite we just played. So I'm going to move on to question four. Tim. Okay. Is it time to be concerned about Ryan Helsley's role as closer for the ball club? He seems to have had very inconsistent performances, most notably on Sunday versus the Guardians, in which he gave up that walk-off double to Jose Ramirez. Do you think the Cardinals will continue to give Helsley a long leash? Could you see Jordan Hicks, who's had a decent run, set his horrible start, get more save opportunities? I would imagine they are going to stick with Helsley. That would be my that would be my guess. And I know saying something like that after what is a relatively fresh wound may not necessarily be popular. He gets into problems, kind of like Jansen, actually. Kenley Jansen, if you see Kenley Jansen struggle with his control in the first hitter, it's a good sign that bad things are about to happen. And that's exactly what wound up happening. Two walks, eight balls, boom, and now away we go. And the the inning gets away once Ramirez uh, drives in the two and the Cardinals lose a game that they were on the verge of winning and kind of being in a spot where you're going, okay, disappointing to lose two or three to start the road series against the Reds, but now they've won three or four and they get to go home and play the Royals. And just like that, it's changed. 
Um, but I do not think that that is something that they would get away from, in part because he was so damn good last year. But with that said, um, it's something to keep an eye on. I just don't think it's somewhere where it's close. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think you got to give him a long leash. He's proven that he can, uh, you know, do exactly what you need him to do in the closing role. But also, you know, in the offseason, he didn't win his arbitration case. He's coming off of a really weird playoff series with the Phillies where he was in a bad place. You know, I, I agree that I don't think that they're going to make any big moves on that, but certainly something to keep an eye on because if he is as good as he can be, he's a total asset and it completely changes the makeup of the bullpen. But if he isn't where it needs to be, then you're kind of in this limbo of Gallegos and Hicks and him, and you never know who's really going to get the save. And if you're trying to win the Central, you got to have a consistent closer. All right, moving on, Tim. Moving out of the baseball realm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask a basketball question. Oh, wow. I'm finally throwing my weight around. I'm going to ask a little NBA question. The Celtics fell just short of creating history as the only NBA franchise to come back from being down 3-0 and brought it to Game 7 in dramatic fashion after a Derek White putback. Were you rooting for the Celtics to make history last evening? Did Jason Tatum not show up in Game 7? Did it seem like the Celtics just ran out of gas? Um, I was watching. I was rooting for the Celtics. I was at dinner on Saturday night, uh, my favorite restaurant in all of the world. And that restaurant is Kabuto in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. for the record, for those of you any other time going there, and also sushi fans. Uh, and I had the phone down. I'm looking there. My wife is watching as well. And thrilled by the comeback in Game 6. Expected them to win Game 7. Would have laid the 8.5 points. Glad I didn't, because right. I, of course, would have lost. Sweat free. Um, so I am uh, disappointed. I would have liked to have seen a big June for Chaminade. Yeah, it would have been a huge. Matthew Kachuk going up against VGK. Yep. And uh, Tatum going up against the Nuggets. But instead, uh, who would have thought? I mean, could you have pos- like, would you have laid, what kind of odds you would have gotten if you would have said, okay, I'll take the Heat minus 15 on the road game seven after being up 3 nothing, and after what was kind of the equivalent of the Albert Pujols, Brad Lidge, yep. you think there's no way a team can pick itself up. And then sure enough, the Astros came to St. Louis and won the very next game. Same kind of deal for the Heat. They come back and uh, really just dominate. Uh, now, I know Tatum was hurt in the first play, and as Very he said, he was a shell of himself after that and wound up with 14 points, but yep. he was not nearly the same guy. So, yeah, I'm disappointed. I would have loved to have seen it. I have zero interest, honestly, going into the Heat Nuggets. I now have interest. Uh, you'll have Petrangelo going, and Barbashev, for that matter. He had a goal on Saturday night for uh, the Golden Knights in their losing effort before winning last night in Dallas. Um, but I'll be watching the Stanley Cup final with more interest at this moment, I say, than I have for the NBA finals. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, Tatum last night, when you roll your ankle like that in the first play, I think if that's a regular season game, he just comes out of the game and sits for the rest of the night. But obviously, Game 7, especially what he did in the previous Game 7 with 51 points, he needed to be there. No one else stepped up for the Celtics. They just shot as many threes as humanly possible, and they weren't falling, and that's kind of their downfall all season, and it resulted in their downfall. That's uh, how it looks so far for the Little Piddles extended weekend wrap-up. Uh, we will have ta- uh, Taylor Twelman joining us coming up here on the other side of our bottom-of-the-hour commercial break. You are listening to Balloon Party, driven by Mugganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're headed down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Presented by Together Credit Union. Together Credit Union, the City SC Visa credit card is exclusively available at togethercu.org. Welcome back. This is 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the program, as he does every Tuesday, Taylor Twelman joins us. Presented by Together Credit Union. Morning, Taylor. What's up, brother? How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, living the dream. On my way to Atlanta for Atlanta, New England tomorrow night. So that should be a barn burn. Oh, nice. That should be a good one. What's that, what's that yeah. atmosphere like? When I'm watching games on television, that place looks like it really gets after it. Uh, what is uh, what is your analysis of the atmosphere? It's a college football experience. It's young. It's vibrant. You know, I, I've been to a Falcons game there, and I feel like I'm on the 17th hole. So... Uh, with all due respect, I think Arthur Blank and his crew understand that Atlanta United's a little bit more exciting. That is uh, that is something else what they got going on there. The atmosphere on Saturday at City Park also was uh, going off once again. Another early goal. This thing was a thing of beauty. Leuven's goal on that free kick uh, set the stage, and they kept the momentum going in the 3-1 victory. Uh, let's start with that play. What did you think of that to get things going in the ninth minute? Well, first off, you know, let's be very honest and transparent with the first two goals from St. Louis City, awful goalkeeping from Vancouver. There you go. Jackson Jackson was just wondering that. He goes, is that that just terrible goalkeeping? And there you go. There's your answer, Jackson. Thank you. Yeah, first off, the own goal, the own goal, as a goalkeeper, the ball is 25, 30 yards from your goal. Why are you leaving the width of your goal? There's no attacking player from St. Louis City anywhere near you. So if the worst-case scenario, if the ball's over the defender's head, it goes out of bounds for a corner or a goal kick. So that's terrible. Secondly, Edwin Leuven's free kick is fantastic. I'm not taking anything away from the free kick because everything you want to do is drive it in swinging to the back post. But the one thing you do not allow as a goalkeeper is the ball over your head into the goal. There's no deflection. There's no distraction. There's no players in front of you. That all comes down to goalkeeping. Um, it set the tone. It was a gift. But, Tim, you, you have me on every week for a reason. I'm going to be honest and to be transparent. Those were two gifts from Vancouver's goalkeeper to St. Louis City Saturday night. That was one of the things we were discussing because we've talked about Roman Berkey, his importance. And now you see a performance like what we saw from Vancouver. We've called attention to a couple other goalkeepers that City has faced so far this year. Making, number one, I think people appreciate what Roman Berkey's doing and also perhaps the strategy that City employed to go out and spend that kind of money on him. But then also making me wonder about the caliber of goalkeeping in the MLS. So your thoughts on both Berkey and the value that he's providing considering the number of attacks that he's been facing over the last month or so and then also the goalkeeping as a whole in the MLS relative to the rest of the world yeah listen i i think berkey right now is in the best form of any goalkeeper in mls now is that a product of him yes is it also a product of the fact that 
He's facing the most dangerous shots. The analytics will tell you that, that St. Louis City have given up a ton of quality chances, and yet their goalkeeper stood on his head and made big saves. Now, you can make an argument the goalkeeper here in New England's been unbelievable. In Petrovic, he's another one, but I think he'll be gone this summer because I think a European club's going to make a big offer for him that they're going to have a tough time turning down. The, the reality is this, is that there isn't a huge discrepancy between the best goalkeeper in the league and the worst one, especially in this league. Because, Tim, in this league, traditionally, you can find goalkeepers. Look at the fellow St. Louis and Joe Willis. Doesn't make a ton of money, but yet for Nashville, he, he's been a huge staple for them for the last three or four years after coming from Houston. And so you can find bargains at the goalkeeper level. However, Roman Berkey this year is now raising that level of thinking and saying, well, wait a minute, is there another level the way Andre Blake, Roman Berkey, Petrovic, that you can pay more than a million dollars for and actually get the benefits of that? And Berkey's begging, you know, he's asking that question, which is good on, uh, you know, Lutz Fonenstiel and that staff to do so. But the goalkeeper for Vancouver, he, he had a shocker. He, be, he should be the first person to tell you that. Yeah, that uh, that certainly set the stage for the rest of the festivities, and that included uh, Miguel Perez and what was a, an incredible moment, especially considering the week he had. Very rarely in my career have I ever said, yes, he graduated from high school, and then he had a big moment in St. Louis sports, but I think we, we can certainly say that for the first time perhaps ever, and what a moment uh, that was. Yeah, honestly, Tim, that was the moment that the Taylor family saw and realized why they got into this. And the reason why I tell you this is whether it's Uncle Andy, whether it's the women involved, Carolyn and and all the other ones, the fact is that they looked at it, they understood, they studied the market of St. Louis, the youth in St. Louis, and how not only have they survived, but they've thrived without a first division club, without a pinnacle. And so they went out and built the stadium and bought into celebrating the culture, celebrating the market. That was the celebration moment. The fact that a kid can graduate from Pattonville High and literally score a goal within a 48-hour time frame, (laughs) that should have been going on for the last 50 years, Tim. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. But the truth is they haven't had the ability to do that. And so now they do. So there's so many of us, thousands of us, that saw Miggy Perez score that goal and think, that should have been me. That should have been us. And yet it was him, and, and, and the smile on his face uh, was worth a million dollars to me. Yeah, that was uh, an absolute incredible moment. And the, uh, the noise from the crowd, I think, uh, explained that a lot of people shared exactly what you just uh, conveyed there, Taylor. What about this? I have a friend of mine who texts me every time uh, that you're on and we talk it over, and he said he thinks the biggest positive overall uh, with where things are today is that they still haven't really played a game yet with their best 11 and are still only a point behind the leaders in the West. Um, would you would you agree with that assessment that there's still you know there's still room for this team to grow despite the fact of, of, of where they're standing in the table and and and, uh, and and then there's still some guys out who will be returning. Yeah, I mean those are always the little storylines of a season, right? Where you see evolution of players, you see growth of players, you see the the regression of players, whatever it may be. 
And so it's going to be very interesting to me when, one, the summer window opens, and you and I have talked about this, who do they bring in, what positions are those players. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I agree with Bradley Carnell and Lutz Fondenstiel when they look at it and say, we don't really want to ruin with the make, you know, mess with the makeup of this team. I don't think you can if the strength of that team is led by some real leaders, and it looks like they have that. But I said this on the broadcast a couple weeks ago. I love Edwin Leuven playing deeper. I said that at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to say it now. So when Klaus comes back and Joe Akini's evolution in playing as a solo striker, where he evolves, where he plays, I like to see Leuven play a little deeper. I want to see where that is. I think they're more dynamic. I think it helps them when other teams come to St. Louis and say, no, we're going to sit in. You guys are going to have the ball. You're going to dictate the game, which at the beginning of the year was very uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable, but not to the same degree because you've got your best player on the ball a little bit more often, and he's also probably your smartest player with the ball at his feet. So why not have that? So, yeah, I would agree with your friend. I think there's another level to this team. And I'm curious to see how that comes about this summer. Uh, f- final question for you, and this is, was a follow-up that, that he brought up. Uh, your opinion, because Blom will have national team duty, so they're going to get tested when that that's going on. Um, if the MLS would ever adopt the, quote, typical calendar to avoid so many players leaving their club the way it happens now, for the international games and that part of the schedule. Do you think that that would happen, or is that something that you think is pretty much ingrained at the very least in the, in the short term for MLS? No, they've tried it. They do their best. They look at the international windows. Um, I'm, of, I'm of the mindset I wish they did it a little bit more, but yeah. I do know the owners in the front offices, they're handed a schedule. They look at it. They try to get there. They try to do that. But what people don't understand is that from May 1st, to September 1st, maybe September 15th, they are the largest ticket gates that MLS teams do. Uh. And so if you're asking them to give that up when the weather's at the best, they don't, the, the clientele don't want to go to baseball games, then, Tim, you're, you're, you're kind of messing with the bottom line. Yeah. So I understand the thought, but the schedule's got to fit. you got to figure out how to make up those dollars. And until they do so, they're going to look at the most important international dates and try to avoid those, but then play through some of the others, and it just becomes a frustrating exercise, I think, for some fans because you're going to lose your best yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense, though. I mean, you you got you to go where that money is, even though I know a lot of fans don't like to hear that, but that certainly stands to reason that they're doing their best during this time of the year. I mean, Tim, a real final comment on that is Michelle Platini, when he was part of UEFA, talked about UEFA looked at playing more in the summer, less in the winter, because they more made more money when the weather was better. And so it, 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 that's just something the world football has looked at. But the world calendar, you can't, you can't change much of it. Last year in 20, uh, 2022, there was only 21 days without a soccer game in the world. Right? 21 days. Right? So the season's the most absurd season in, in, all, in all of sports. It's just hard for MLS to find a footing in that landscape. Yeah, it makes sense, though. It's, it's good information um, because I know people start to wonder when they see some guys missing time and what's going on since this is the first season. And, uh, and there is the realistic financial explanation for it. Taylor Twelman every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN brought to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, appreciate the time as always, sir. Thanks so much, Matt.
No problem, brother. Talk to you soon. Talk to Thanks you next down. week. That's Taylor Twelman with us here, presented by Together Credit Union. We'll take our final break and come back with the final two questions of the Lil Piddles extended weekend wrap-up. Yeah. Okay, well, that's coming up next, and it's brought to you by Mungadass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, I mean, nine minutes left. Let's get as much of this extended weekend wrap-up in as possible. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. You know, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. Ranked number one, two decades. I've been doing this for two decades. When do I go into the Hall of Fame? I hope that doesn't sound like I'm inviting myself, but when? At what point? Can you still be active like mm. in your career and be in the Hall? I don't know how it works mm. for broadcasters. Yeah. I know like you can't just like, you know, be in the Hall of Fame if you're currently playing. Right. Um, but I think, you know, whatever whatever that year, however many years out you need to be. Right. Right. As soon as you're eligible. Yeah. Unanimous. I'm you're like so, Ken I'm Griffey so Jr. I'm so excited about myself. All right, Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the extended weekend wrap-up. I don't know if we're going to get through two questions because of this one. Oh, you went macro. Macro, and I went diamonding. Oh, you mean Bailey's? Bailey's. What an operation. This week is very important <laughs> to the curious case of broadcasting baseball that has been going on for some no, time. And I mean, you, you, not only did you tie in Benjamin Button there, but you still went with the same Benjamin Button alliteration. Yeah. Am I correct? Uh, the curious, curious case, case of ben- Benjamin Button, curious case of broadcasting baseball. Yeah, that's fun. Was Talent, that writer. I know that bullpen. Bullpen's just, I'm just getting my arm loose. Friday's coming up quick. I'm not even uh, going to look in there at Mike Ryder because I bet he's so appalled by what he just heard. Yeah, that's he's what upset I with me. And Diamond Sports bankruptcy, bankruptcy case will be heard this week. MLB is prepared to televise slash stream games so there won't be any interruption if there are some teams uh, that don't get paid. Right. By Diamond Sports. The Cardinals seem to be in good shape since their deal with Diamond makes them good money. Therefore, they are in good shape. However, I just can't believe that this whole thing can continue. How much longer will this limbo of non-payments, bankruptcy filings, and blackouts continue? Do you think the next season will look very different from a baseball broadcast perspective? Yes, it will look very different. I don't know if it'll look very different here just yet, but I do think it'll look very different. Uh, There was an article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on Friday regarding these bankruptcy hearings. Uh, today is a signature day because it's Padre Pay Day, <laughs> and they might get paid, they might not. <laughs> Who knows? It reminds me when I operated a sports book in Columbia. <laughs> you know, I, it's it's something else. So, uh, it, 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 Major League Baseball had a statement, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, but when I read the article, I'm like, nah, I agree completely. Major League. Something along the lines of Sinclair, Diamond Sports, Bally's. I mean, they're all under the same umbrella. Right. right. Uh, it continues to broadcast the games. But yet, boldly decides not to pay for them. It's it's unbelievable. It's just it's such an operation, and and by such an operation means it's such a clown show, a clown show to another level of what this is. Now, uh, in the article in the St. Louis Post Dispatch on Friday, uh, one of the things that. they said is the byproduct is going to be that whenever this comes to an end, and it will be soon, 
because uh, at some point they're going to find the guy who owes them money, <laughs> right. and they're going to take care of the situation. Sure. I mean, this is seriously, this is like something like the back alleys of <laughs> behind real. Quinton's. Like a bail bond. Hey, you owe me, you know, a few hundred dollars <laughs> for the Chiefs bet, you know, <laughs> except you owe me a few billion dollars yeah. for broadcasting the game. Which you continue to broadcast. <laughs> God almighty, that the blackout thing will go to an end. Ah, okay. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Las Vegas. I can watch the Cardinal game on my phone. That's what I was thinking. I mean, this, will, this will be nice. I'm at the pool with my wife. I can watch the Cardinal game on my phone, which is something in 2023 that you should be able to do anywhere, anytime. So this has been quite a chapter in broadcast history. For real. I mean, I think it'd be such a different ball game if the streaming rights were available for Bally's, like if they could get straight streaming. Well, that's what they want, right. but because they have the blackout restrictions, MLB is not going to grant them, and that's why they're at the, uh, yeah. the standoff that they're in. Right, it's this limbo, and it's just like if you could just give people, like here is $25, you put $25 a month down. I don't, still don't think people would do it. You don't think? I don't, I, no, I mean, I, I, I would. Right. It's part of my job, and I also enjoy it. But it's just not, the, even though people were doing that, it was it was rolled into the cable or the satellite bill, right? So you didn't feel like you were doing it. Mm-hmm. It goes back to one of the issues that I think the print industry, which is now I guess more the digital industry had, and that is when the internet had its you know major advent in the mid nineteen nineties, people just didn't really know how to navigate the landscape, and so they just put all of their content that was in the newspaper right up online for free, right? And so people had it in their minds that the content is free, and then twenty years later, when you go back and say, well, we need you to pay for it. You know, I've been getting it for free for 20 years. Why am right. I going to pay for it? Right. And it played a major role in the decline of the industry, in addition to, obviously, the classifieds and print advertising having a decline at a precipitous rate. But that's what you've got. So even though I would pay for it happily, I happily pay for the MLS app, I, I just don't think people are going – maybe eventually they will, but out of the gate they won't, and there will be a revenue decline. And that's something that baseball is going to have to navigate. Right, and I think and you know this hybrid model seems to be what teams are kind of looking at, kind of getting those the TV. You know, it's going to be on your normal cable channel if you have cable, and if we if they can get the streaming rights, you know, the people who don't have cable pay twenty five a month, see every Cardinal game. At the moment, if you don't have cable, you just can't watch, and it's it's just ruining. Well, one yeah. of the interesting elements of that article, and I know it's something near and dear to your heart because it includes the association, Indeed, is the Phoenix Suns, yeah. And also, uh, the Golden Knights yep. um, are going to air their games on over-the-air TV. And so, you know, that means going back to how, you know, the first time I watched Cardinal Baseball, it was on Channel 5. Yeah, break out the bunny ears. With Jay Randolph Sr. and Mike Shannon. When yep. they clinched in 1982, it was in Montreal on Channel 5. These are all things that don't exist anymore. Right, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're but that's how I, I watched it, and it's like staved on a VHS tape. and I, that, So the thought process is to go back to that and then maximize advertising. Now, in St. Louis, can KSDK, can KMOV, can KTVI run games because they're network affiliates and they have contracts with the networks, NBC, CBS, Fox, respectively. Right. Um, but... KPLR would maybe KPLR KPLR carried games late 1980s 1990s and then I think they had Sunday games uh, through the the aughts so perhaps that could possibly be the route that this goes how amazing would it be if it went full circle and went back to the over the air broadcast networks I would love it and perhaps that and then also have it 
that you can watch it on an right. app. Right, on a device. I, anyway. I, I, I don't... I, but then I would imagine, you know, KPLR is going to peel off the... Oh, um, right. So I don't, I don't know how it would work, but it's going on in Phoenix with the Suns yep. and the Mercury, and it's going on with uh, the Golden Knights in Vegas. So maybe the, this is the direction that things go. All right, time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are coming up next. I always enjoy a good macro question at mm-hmm. the end of the show, Jackson. Oh, yeah, I'm the king of it. Uh, it's time for us to shut it down for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.